Hey everybody, um, I wanted to let you know that this week I had a family emergency and as such, Darren and I were not able to record a new episode. However, the good news is everything is fine. My family is in a good place. I'll talk all about it in an upcoming NMR episode. Um, in fact, probably this week's NMR episode. And we'll be back with brand new episodes of our true crime stuff every Sunday uh, starting next week. Darren will be back from Portugal. I mean, Darren's been in Portugal for it feels like a month, maybe even three. It's very weird. I don't know. We need to talk about that. Um, I'm back in Maryland. Everything is merry and bright. I just want to say thank you guys for being very patient with us. It's been a chaotic couple weeks for a variety of reasons. Um, but we want to make sure you guys know what's going on. So that's what's up. We'll have more information in the coming days for this week's flashback. We just did this one in May, but it was so weird to me that I just had to run it again. It's the I Dream of Murder episode. And if for some reason you're a bad child of ours and you haven't caught up to that episode, well, I don't know how you'd be caught up to this one. But nonetheless, it's a doozy if you haven't heard it yet. So enjoy this week's episode. And like I said, we'll be back with updated brand new episodes starting with NMR this week and a brand new true crime show next Sunday. Thank you again for being sweet and caring, lovely little children. We'll see you next time. Without further ado, here it is. Moments a few, later. A few moments later. Go ahead. We here. introduced John Thrasher. That's right. There, Hi, there's everyone. John Thrasher. There you are. Yes. Let's go Hello. ahead and do this right now because I think it's important at the top of the show. Am I recording it? We need you to do a, an isolated a few moments later, and it will be the master sound effect that I use on my board from time to okay. time. So get, take a deep breath. Maybe like you know, do a quick little. Yep. Vocal warm yeah. up. Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah. Darren, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna see you in, you know, XYZ. Go ahead, why don't you fill it in for us? A few moments later. <laughs> that was even better than I was expecting. I kind of laughed through it. I'm gonna have to take my voice out. That was beautiful. Isolate your own fucking audio there, John oh, Thrasher. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Ooh. I still oh, have oh, oh, um, oh. sound effects from our Patreon live stream <laughs> game show. If you were a part of that fun a couple of uh, weeks ago. So I got to change them out, um, you know? Yes, you you do. Yeah. Um, by the way, you and I have to talk tie dyeing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, sometime. we and should. Number two, be- this is airing on Sunday. And I just have yep. to say it's May 1. It's May 1. It's. I was going to say Mother's Day. It's not Mother's Day. That's next week. It's not week. Mother's Day yet. But it's, and it, of course, May. you're going to see every meme because we're recording this a day early. I know. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. And I get May. it. And I, and I got it. Um, But it's May 1 <laughs> of 2022. I was just Is this talk- you not flying by? I know. I was just telling a friend. I was like, how is it April of 2022 already? 2022 my, is like my one birthday of the, month. I mean. Yeah. Is, well. So I, I'll get my gift in what? July? October? 
Where is it? I don't even know where it is. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see how this unfolds. Yeah, maybe. How life unfolds like a burrito, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can't believe it's May. Happy May to those who celebrate May. I personally am so excited about May. I, you know me. I'm a summer guy. I'm a beach guy. I'm a heat guy. I'm a tennis. I'm a pickleball. I can't do anything I love if it's snowing and and horrible outside. Which, by the way, it was here last Monday there. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys got snow up there, but I was buried under snow. We did snow. not. Yeah. We did not. Um, well, I want to get into. Yeah. What was I just going to say to you about something? But anyway, it is May. Do you do the rabbit rabbit thing? No, it's weird you said that because I thought of it, but I'm like, I don't do that. But rabbit, rabbit. I to do, those it. Who do I it. I do it when I remember it. I do it when I remember it. But what is it? What is that from? Sp- I have no idea. <laughs> I just know it's like a superstition kind of thing. Like it's. You're making me. And choke SJP on my does it. I know SJP does it because love her. I think. Yeah, because I think Andy fucked it up once where they were like waiting to midnight to say it. And he spoke before and she was before she said rabbit, rabbit. She was like, no. And he like broke the. Anyway, John, before we continue through a while back, I was talking about these incredible THC gummies. Oh my God, are they so great. You probably remember me talking about microdosing before here on the show. If you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people microdosing to feel healthier. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. For me, honestly, my biggest use is to have a creative boost sometimes later in the day after I'm done with work and I have to write something. This is so important. It's light, it's easy, and I feel the creative juice is flowing. But also, it really helps for my anxiety, and that way I can sleep better. I have 900,000 jobs, including taking care of John Thrasher here, people. So it really helps to calm my anxiety and help me sleep. It's honestly amazing. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdosegummies.com, code SHAKEN. Inspired by my apple pie Baileys, not really inspired by, like motivated by, I put some more. You're like, it's apple pie Baileys. (laughs) (laughs) I put more in my coffee because it's apple pie Baileys, everybody. Now listen, I typically don't drink when I have pickleball. Now that it's after work hours. I was like, I have pickleball in a little bit. I was like, I don't want to drink, but I just wanted a little hint. It wasn't, it's not even a full drink. It's just a hint. To not rem- even a shot? It's like, it's probably less than a shot. It's a splash. I wanted a little flavor. I needed to wake up, frankly, which is why I'm having coffee at this hour. I don't usually drink coffee this late, but I wanted to be peppy and ready to go. And why not a little bit sassy Fair. too, you know, for pickleball? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, what are you drinking? Full disclosure. I, well, I'm drinking mostly water, but full disclosure, because I was drinking, is that I had therapy right before this. How's that? So in order to, in order to honor, in order to button therapy (laughs) to recording, I decided to take a shot of vodka in between. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, therapy went so well. It was, it was my reward for one and my (laughs) punishment for the other. And I will let you guys decide later which one's the reward and punishment. Yeah. uh, So technically I'm a shot deep. Maybe I'll do another one after this. Welcome uh, to the show. Welcome to the show. Exactly. Before we continue, I want to talk about Lumi Microdose Gummies. Usually Darren and I are talking about how amazing these are at the top of every show. But I wanted to talk about how amazing my family thinks they are. 
Um, I gave some to my aunt and my uncle. My uncle loves them because it helps him focus on his mindfulness, which is something that's very important to him. Uh, my aunt texted me, who's ve usually very stressed out at her job. Um, she's been trying them out, and she says it's really helping her focus better. So I wanted to talk about how incredible Lumi Microdose Gummies are. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. It's definitely helping my aunt and uncle uh, feel the right amount of good. So highly recommend. I've already started thinking about um, how I'm going to buy some of these for holiday gifts down the road. Okay. Maybe I'll get a, I'll get some for Darren and it'll show up a year later. That's typically how things go with us. Um, microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com, code SHAKEN. Well, on October 4th, 1980, 24-year-old Karen Ann Phillips was found dead on the floor of her Illinois apartment. Now, Karen's body was discovered face down and naked with her nightgown bunched up around her neck, which is uh. an obvious sign typically of sexual assault. Her head was covered in blood and her body was covered in numerous wounds. The tips of her thumbs and index fingers on each of her hands had been pressed together to form an O. And Darren, you're showing me in the Zoom exactly what it is. Yeah, so it's like the okay sign, I guess. Um, or yeah. asshole. Yeah, uh, one of those, yeah. One of those. Um, but that's... And, and we've talked about this before because moving bodies post-death yeah. it sometimes feels like very like religious-y to me. You know, like they'll put... Yeah. Them, uh, something about the placement of people. And I know that this was like part of the Black Dahlia and everything, but mm. does something about moving the body outside of either to remove it or place it like hide it or whatever mm -hmm. moving it in like a like an inch this way and that way is super creepy to me i agree i mean yeah it's very unsettling well karen's friend helen palella was one of the first people to speak to authorities both women belonged to the kriya yoga hindu temple in chicago where helen practiced as a swami have you ever done yoga Yes, I just, well, I've, I've done it a couple times, like, throughout my life, but I recently just did a full yoga session on, quick plug, they are not a sponsor, Apple Fitness Plus, which is, like... Dean likes Apple Fitness Plus. She oh, my God, it's stuff. great. Yeah, like... That connects to the Apple Watch. Yeah, it connects to your Apple yeah, yeah, Watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. like, it's basically, like, think Peloton, but for the Apple TV, and it does all, you can do all different types of exercises. And I've been doing strength training, Darren. You should see my arms. I'm just like super muscular these oh. days. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. All muscular people say that. All muscular people definitely say things like, I did yoga on Apple And TV. they say it like, yeah. I'm super yeah. muscular these days. <laughs> I'm that's super how, muscular these that's days. That's how you can tell the difference between an actual muscular person and right. not, is they know the no. thing to say. And that's true. That's true. And Good job. here I am. Good I've job. arrived. Here you um, are. You said the right <laughs> words. So. And uh -huh. yeah, I really love it. Like, if I highly recommend if you yeah, have an like Apple those. TV, or I think you can even do it on an iPad, maybe even an iPhone. I don't know. You definitely can. I'm yeah. a big proponent of working out at home, so that's yeah, always great. a very good workout. If you have the equipment, or you know, yeah. sometimes you just need dumbbells. Well, that's the thing. Resistance band, and that's all you need. So, that's all yeah. I have. I the reason I was so intrigued by it was because you didn't need that much equipment. You could just do 
uh, dumbbells and a yoga mat. So I've been doing yoga. It's okay, not going before well. We continue, but yeah. Before we continue, what um, what's the weight of your dumbbells? I can't disclose that at this okay. moment in Two and time. And a half. Five. Five pounds? I will say it's more than two. <laughs> less, less than? than less than? Than 100. So <laughs> somewhere in between. Again, okay. that's exactly what muscular Muscular people say. So you, like you, pass, you pass the test. Okay, keep yeah. going. When people keep say going. they're like, what, what do you bench? I'm like, I sit on it? You're like, like what? <laughs> like, what do you mean, what do I bench? Yeah, there's a bench. Exactly. I sit on it. Exactly, I'm Anyways, guys, not to make too much light here, but anyway, so yes, as I mentioned, both of these women belong to this Hindu temple in Chicago. Helen identified the O shape that Darren was just showing me on Zoom, which as Darren just mentioned, it's kind of like the OK symbol, if you will. Or asshole. Yes. Sure. Um, We're open here. Yes. Whatever it may be. Um, Helen identified it as uh, mudras, a symbol used in their Hindu denomination. The symbol signified the search for peace and passive acceptance of death. So, Darren, not quite the things you were kind of running with there, but but similar. Yeah. 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 Um, Karen, (laughs) Karen's neighbor, a student named Muhammad, who lived in the apartment next door, told authorities that he'd heard voices and pounding coming from Karen's apartment around 1 a.m. Now listen, as New Yorkers, we've heard people screaming and in, in the in the, you know on the streets and in our apartment buildings. Have you ever had a neighbor where like you are hearing something so loudly that maybe you like need to call the authorities? Has that ever happened to you? Only music. Thank music. God. I've only yeah. ever heard music, which is like annoying, you know, ever yeah. since we went remote because sometimes it's like try yeah. to go to bed, yeah. but nothing um not that nothing I can think crazy. of anything like egregious. Yeah, nothing that I would like call the police. Well, that's for good. Or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, New York. That's the one thing about New York too, like I, at least this is my experience. I also have never had a situation like that, at least not that I can remember. But I feel like so many New Yorkers because we know that we have to live and share this space together, we for the most part are like respectful, you know, of stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, While he couldn't make out what was being said, the voices sounded like they were arguing. He stated that he had gone to knock on the apartment door, but didn't get an answer. He had later heard the argument continue, this time in hushed whispers, which is kind of creepy, followed by more pounding. I don't like hushed arguing. You know what I mean? Like, was he like, shut the fuck up right now? No, but to me, it's yeah. To me, it's either like you're doing that yeah. because you know someone's outside listening, right. or because you just did something, something and wrong. now you're yeah. scared. Totally. Right. Right. Well, the right. same day, authorities canvassed the neighborhood and spoke to Stephen Linscott, a Bible student who lived in the next building over. Lots of religious undertones in this community and in the yeah. story. They asked Stephen and his wife if either of them had noticed anything odd around 1 a.m. the prior night. At this time, Stephen recalled a vivid dream that he'd had around 1 a.m. the previous night, which involved a brutal beating. Huh. Stephen didn't mention the dream to police at this time. So, okay, we've got the Stephen guy. He's saying he's having a dream. There's a brutal beating un- unfolding. That's I mean, to be know. fair... Okay, so authorities canvass the neighborhood. They go to this this guy, Stephen Lynn Scott, okay? He lives in the building next door. Mm-hmm. They ask his wife if they notice anything... He doesn't say he has this dream to right. the cops. But he, he recalls simply, it at I, that I, I time, think, allegedly. Yeah. 
He recalls it at the time, but he says nothing. Because to be fair, like, it's a dream. Like, if I thought I had a dream, now we don't know if it's officially a dream. I'm just saying at this part of the story, if I had a dream, like last night, I remember I vividly had a dream about snow and like skiing in snow. And if you had said something to me, I'm not sure I would put two and two together being like, oh, yeah, like it snowed last week. We're like, it doesn't necessarily seem to like equate. So I don't know if this is lying or just not understanding if this is linked in any sort of way. I agree. Well, after. After the authorities left, he discussed the dream with his wife and two of their friends who encouraged him to tell the police about the dream and let them decide whether it was in any way significant. This scares me a little bit because as we've talked on the show, it's probably not good to talk to the police because you say this and this is going to submit evidence, but it might not be evidence. Totally. And this just seems very precarious. So I'm not sure who I would talk to, actually. I don't know that I would. A lawyer would be the first person, yes. I talked to a lawyer. And on October 6th, Stephen contacted police, letting them know about the dream he had the night of Karen's murder. Scott hoped that his dream might somehow aid the police in catching Karen's killer. And Scott, this seems a little woo-woo to me. But like, yeah, why does he think that? Yeah, why does he think that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's clairvoyant. Yeah, maybe. Scott spoke to authorities over the course of two separate interviews, during which time he voluntarily provided both written and recorded verbal accounts of his dream. Stephen's dream began with a man taking a few steps toward another person. The two people engaged in what appeared to be a friendly conversation. However, Stephen was unable to recall what was actually said in the dream conversation. So it's unclear whether or not it was friendly. I'm assuming he's just assuming because I feel like you'd know if it was violent, right? So if it's not violent, the presumption is friendly. At some point, the dream man began to change by smiling in a perverse way. And if you guys want to know what's smiling in a perverse way... Look at any of John Thrasher's pictures. Look at Darren's dr- Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. The dream <laughs> man suddenly had some sort of metal instrument behind his back, which he held up threatening, threateningly at the other mm-hmm. person. At this point, Stephen woke up unsettled by the dream. Fair. I mean, because that would scare me. Anyone who has like yeah. a perverse smile that I could remember would scare the shit out of me. Like, when I think about dreams that I can really remember in my life, let's say mm-hmm. I can remember 10 great dreams that I've had. None of them really have to do with faces. It's yeah. places and things and like things I did. And I could be like, oh, Nadine was in that dream or my parents were in the dream. Mm-hmm. But I don't really call their faces. I just remember them being my parents. So smiling in a perverse way, I guess, is really being in tune with your dreams because I've never experienced something that specific before. Two quick things for me. Number one, I'm thinking Cheshire Cat. From Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah, Alice that's, in Wonderland. Yeah, that's what's freaking me out. Okay, nothing about cats are perverse. So nothing about cats. You. You're that's dumb. True. You're but dumb. <laughs> okay. Okay. But speaking okay. of perverse smiles, really quickly. Um. Um. Sorry, my audio cut out. Um. I one time in the college, I woke up. I think I did. Did I just mention this? I forget. But my bed was like really low to the ground. And I was having a dream of this, like, scary person, like, coming into my room. And, like, I could see the face. Like, this is reminding me of of this dream because of what you just said. Can you still see the face now? Yes. But let me tell you what it was. I open. And then so I'm sort of, like, coming to. I'm waking up. I'm staring directly at my electric socket. And that is the face that's, like, haunting me. So... Just getting kind of real here on the show. No, no, no. Um, my mic didn't drop out for anyone that wonders what <laughs> yeah. happened to my voice. Um, right, right. No, no, I'm, 
Yeah. I'm still here. Um, yeah. But have you ever had that happen know, where, like, your dream and reality right state, along. Yeah, kind of, yes, like, no, blends no, together, definitely. and then it's, like, the scary thing in the room is actually the jacket on the back of the door. I think to some extent I might still sleep talk here and there, but when I was a kid I did it a lot more, and I can mm. remember doing it. I can remember, like, what I was doing, and I can even remember kind of being in that state but falling back asleep, like... That's yeah. what's so weird, you yeah. know? Like, my parents caught me kind of, like, sleep-talking and being kind of up in my bed or oh, whatever. Um, I don't think a... I do it as much because Nadine doesn't tell me that I do, and I feel like I was just going to say, at this point, do, so. partners and friends would probably know more than we would. Yeah, yeah. and it's probably a kid thing, you know? You're, yeah. you're kind of learning. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, that's terrifying, mm-hmm. and don't... Kids, don't be scared of your electric sockets. That's um, true. Don't have nightmares about your electrical sockets that you're yes. allegedly staring at while you're allegedly. asleep. Yeah, allegedly. And it's a commonplace item that, um, yes, looks like a face, but not a particularly scary one, but I digress. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on. So yes, Stephen uh, gets, is unsettled by the dream, and Stephen walked around his apartment for a few minutes trying to shake off the unease. During this time, he looked at his watch and remembered it being around 2 a.m., so that's probably why he's like, oh, 1 a.m. I kind of had this dream, even though it could have been five minutes ago. Yeah. During, uh, Stephen then went back to sleep where the nightmare resumed and the creepy dream man beat up the other dream person. At this time, office, it sounds like Moon Knight. At this time, I, know, I keep sec- thinking that. <laughs> Doesn't it? There's like even a man doesn't named it? Stephen in Moon Knight. So it's like weird. <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, it It's does. so weird. So at, at this time, officers suggested that perhaps Stephen had psychic powers. What is the... Co- okay. So, psychic powers. And asked Stephen to speculate about the possible characteristics and motives of Karen's attacker, attackers. What if I was like, yeah, there's this guy, Kanchu, and you're on this <laughs> ship in the desert. And... <laughs> Yeah. But you're also in a psych ward. Anyway, right, Moon, right. Moon Knight, listen to Moon NMR Knight if you want my full yes, takes on yes. this show. I can't stop talking about it. Anyway, Stephen <laughs> told police repeatedly that there was nothing in the dream regarding these areas. Everything had been visual imagery, but did his best, obviously, to answer the question. See, this is why you don't talk to cops, because now you're fucking roped into this goddamn thing. There's clearly no lawyer here being like, no, Stephen, don't do this. You're <laughs> setting yourself right. up for major problems. My other thing, too, I don't know if anyone listening is thinking this, too, or maybe, Darren, if you're thinking this, are the authorities under, are they kind of leading him a little bit here? Like, okay, okay, Stephen, tell us about that dream in quotation marks. And they're just trying to get his recollection yeah. of a scenario in the event that maybe it lines up with what actually happened. There's two things that pop into my mind here. One is that they're trying to lead him and mm-hmm. maybe say like oh was that dream man what was about that brunette dream man he was brunette right yeah. like right. what about him with the facial hair so baiting him or are they trying to see if he's really the killer well that's what i mean or both i mean and both of those could be him true up. yeah so i don't know if they're relying on him to solve it right. or they think it's him yeah and they want him to be tripped up and yeah. I don't know which... We'll have yeah. to see where anyway, this goes. But we'll have yeah. to see what happens. Well, when asked questions like, is the attacker married or single, Stephen responded, quote, well, like, it's a... Po- like, what? Re- Stephen like what? responded, quote, well, it's a possibility if he's not married, perhaps he's been married because he seemed real at ease with the opposite sex, not like an older single fellow. Like, okay. What? Now, Stephen, you're the killer. Because Stephen... <laughs> right. What either you... Either you tripped, you took drugs and you tripped and you're having this ayahuasca experience where everything's visceral and you see color, you see sound and yeah. shit like that. You or can taste you. shapes. Because like, 
who in a dream, even if it's visited, even if it's like so visceral, is like, oh, we had a comfortable ease with the opposite sex. Like, bitch, all you see is them arguing. How do you know how he is with the other sex? Yeah, you don't know his blood type. Like, what are you talking about? Right, like. Married or single? What? That's nothing to do with how he is. Well, what the fuck? Well, I, know, I know plenty of single guys that are... Anyway. No, I love that you're going off it. about this because I wanted to mention Stephen Caviar. <laughs> Stephen Caviar his responses to these sort of questions by noting that these were, quote, just my impressions of the guy. I used to be a psych major. Darren ringing a bell. So yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Detectives yep. then suggested... Uh, I'm just trying to make a correlation here. Like maybe you've had dreams like this, Darren. Maybe you need to go to the authorities. I don't know. But detect- I did have a dream one that said my best friend turned into a bee and only I knew that she turned into a bee and the whole neighborhood was looking for her and no one <laughs> believed me because I was like, it's the bee and no one believed me. And that's pretty much the story of my life. <laughs> what is that? This episode no one believes is very me. weird. Yeah. Anyway. That just, do you remember, anyway, do you remember Maya the bee? That shot of vodka really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What'd you say? By the way, I'm the, yeah. Do you remember the the show Maya the Bee on Nickelodeon back when we were kids? Maya the Bee? Oh, I'm looking it up. It. Check it out. Look it up while I'm re- getting back to this. Because, see, like I said, he's a psych major. Detectives then suggested Stephen use his, quote, psychic powers to message the attacker, to which Stephen responded, quote, stranger things have happened. So now the police are saying, hey, Stephen, Use your psychic abilities. We want to. What is this? Literally, Stranger Things. What are you, Eleven, uh, from Stranger <laughs> Things? Um, can yeah. I just pause on your Maya you B yeah. comment because yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. And I whatever would I could be wrong about this, but I looked it up and John double check my work here. But John said that that show when we were kids, I really loved it. Now John is only two years older than me, so presumably his kid show or my kid show. I looked at my. <laughs> no, I know what you're doing. It's a no. TV series from 2012. No, it's not. We were not. 24. No. You were 26. Hold on. So you're liking Maya the Bee at 26? Hold on one second. You're about to be oh, extremely I'm, embarrassed. I'm Hodor. I'm Hodor right you're now. You're Hodor. I'm Hodor. Maya the Bee original. Yes, they rebooted it, Darren. Ever heard of it? It's happening a lot on television this, these days. It was an original show. Here. Let me show you a link. I'm going to send her a link. Yeah, give me, because thank God, because like I'm genuinely concerned for you. Well, it was originally a show on like some network. I want to say like ABC or something. Is it from 1975? Yeah, it was like super old. But it was like one of those cartoons that like re-ran, you know. Anyway, Darren's making fun of me, so I'm getting sad. (sighs) Okay, okay. No, we're good. Keep going. We're good? Keep okay, going. keep going. Yeah, we're good. We, um, can, we can live. You threw me a little bit because I'm like looking up. Okay, so anyway, Maya the Bee was an old Sorry. movie or an old show that got rebooted and I loved it when I was a kid. End of story. Okay? okay? You're having your friends a bee you're, and you're you're coming to me about my problems? <laughs> your friends a bee, no one knows where, she, where he or she is and, you're, and is, I'm the problem? I do. All right. But no one believes me. All right. That's the problem. All right. All right, so back to the story here. The detectives are suggesting that Stephen uses psychic powers. I have never heard this before in the hundreds of shows we've reported. Stephen then accompanied by authorities to a nearby hospital where he uh, was then accompanied by with a... Stephen then accompanied authorities, excuse me, to a nearby hospital where he provided samples of his blood, saliva, and hair, which of course makes you think that at this point, 
they think they're he's the like killer. he's the killer, right? They were like, we're just gonna keep yeah. going with this. Yeah, yeah, let's go take your psychic What's powers. What's his name? Yeah, Beaven. Right, exactly. Beaven. Um, upon returning <laughs> from the hospital, authorities accused Stephen of being Karen's attackers, and he vehemently denied the allegations and left the police station. They didn't have any evidence at this point, so they couldn't hold him. But I mean, and to be fair, yeah. if this is him. He admitted it. He he yeah. turned himself in. Yeah, totally. In theory. Right. So, that's he, interesting. He's giving a lot of details, too. So, yeah. on November 25th, Stephen was arrested and charged with Karen's murder and rape. The key pieces of evidence in this arrest were the statements Stephen provided about his dream. How's that going to go over in a trial? We're about to find out because at trial, the prosecution's primary evidence was Stephen's own statement that he had voluntarily provided. The prosecution noted that there were several prominent similarities between Stephen's dream and Karen's murder scene, which is mm. what we were sort of talking about earlier. Stephen told the police that he thought the weapon in his dream might have been a tire iron. The investigative team found a tire iron in the bushes near Karen's house. Ooh. The iron was covered in blood and hair. The hair stuck to the iron was consistent with Stephen's own hair. In but I, I have to believe that, like, to some extent, like, maybe the way this is going, like, I, if Steve, like, it's possible that Stephen was in, like, a fucking fugue state because he's, he's admitting yeah. to all of this in a weird way, just through, via dream, you know? It's like his brain protecting him. He's a psych major. He knows. Yeah, he knows all that. Yeah. He's well, in Stephen's dream, um... The victim had been beaten repeatedly in a downward motion. Karen's body was covered in multiple lacerations and bruises in a manner that indicated that the attacker had stood above her. In Stephen's okay. dream, blood was splattered all around the victim and the attacker, and in the actual murder scene, there was a great deal of blood spatter. Lastly, in Stephen's dream, the victim had, quote, passively accepted the beating. The prosecution noted that the O-shaped hand signal Karen's friend Helen had noticed was the symbol for passive acceptance of death. Which freaks me out oh. because I'm like, in her last moments, was this her way of passively accepting her fate? I mean, I can't imagine I don't know. If that. You're, if you're being beaten That's with a mean. tire iron with a, with, in a downward motion, I don't think you're like, I'm going to hold up my hands. I don't know, yeah. but I, I yeah. just can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, well, there were quite a few disparities, though, between the dream and the real-life crime scene, however. Stephen continually referred to the victim as being female. He thought she may have been black. Karen was white. Additionally, it was found that Karen's cause of death was a combination of beating and strangulation. Stephen's dream contained nothing about a strangulation nor a sexual assault. The prosecution team also relied heavily on DNA evidence left at the scene, which they claimed was very rare. Prosecutor, prosecutor stated to the jury that the biological material found at the murder scene had to come from an O-secretor. You know, I love that term. Mm -hmm. An O-secretor, which was a relatively small population group, which happened to include Stephen. Okay. okay. By the way, um, here are some facts about uh, the O, the, about these secretors. If you're a secretor, it means your ABO blood type is found not just in your blood, but your other bodily fluids, a.k.a. your saliva or mucus. Uh, Non-secretors have their blood type only in their blood. I didn't even About know that, seven, by the way. Me neither. About 71% of the overall population are secretors. And about 70% of people with blood type A are secretors. That's me, so I might be a secretor. Okay, okay. 67% of blood type B, 68% of blood type AB, and 88% of blood type O. So more wow. likely than not, if you have O... 
And what seems like almost the other ones. I mean, even 70%. I mean, I'm the likelihood. What, what, do you know what blood type you are? I don't, actually, which is weird. You just had me thinking I should look up my blood test results and see you if should. it's in there. Yeah. Well, this is all based on public health studies, not going by this information. Secretors are significantly more common than non-secretors. And O-secretors are the most common blood type. So it's not that insane, just to give you a little yeah. context of it. Therefore, the prosecution was sort of full of shit when they claimed O-secretors were a relatively small population group. So you yeah. can see them kind of trying to fit this narrative into that when it's not actually, in fact, true. Yeah, and a state forensic scientist also testified that several hairs found on Karen's body, bed, and carpet were consistent with Stephen's hair. While the prosecution submitted to the jury uh, that all of the evidence could have come from Stephen, there was no testing to prove that any of the physical evidence actually came from him, which you have to do. Like in this type of a case, you have to make sure you get the samples and, and, and validate like where this evidence actually came from. Do the work. Do the work. Exactly. On June 16th, 1982, Stephen was found guilty of Karen's murder, but not guilty on the charge of rape. And by the way, 82, you know, early DNA days. I don't know that DNA testing was as relevant as it was, especially now. So something to think about as well. On November 23rd, 1982, a few months later, Stephen was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Then on August 7th, 1985, a few years later, the court reversed Stephen's conviction on the grounds that the prosecution's proof of his guilt was legally insufficient. I mean, yeah, when you look at the facts, I mean, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Also taken into account were the false statements that the prosecution made to the jury. On All October right. 31st, Stephen was released on bond and allowed to go home. On October 17th, 1986, I was about 10 months old, the Supreme Court determined that the evidence of Stephen's guilt had indeed been legally sufficient after all. The court reversed Stephen's appeal but remanded the case to court for consideration. It was the court's job to examine the uh, existing evidence while taking into consideration a slew of issues raised by the defense team but had been previously unaddressed. Mm. This is getting, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but it's almost, I don't want to say yeah, double jeopardy, been, but like. Well, it does seem a little bit like that. I mean, I guess if it's the, if it's the appeal, although he has been found guilty. So this right, is presumably that's true. to show that his guilt was based on nothing. But it's interesting that things have been previously unaddressed. That doesn't feel right. If you're going to no. find someone guilty on 40 counts, you got to address it all. Totally. And most prevalent was the issue of the hair evidence found at the scene. The defense insisted the hair samples be tested instead of just examined by an expert. Right. Yeah, because, of course. Um, like, what the fuck? Like, like, if you took our hair, Darren, your and my hair, which look, you know, we have similar-ish hair, brown, dark brown hair, I would say healthy. Yeah. It would, I would say, if you examine it, it looks the same. But is it the same? Of course not. Yeah, and there's so much evidence in yeah. the hair sample. On July 29th, 1987, the court reversed Stevens' conviction once oh again, God. this time on the grounds of prosecu prosecutorial misconduct during the original trial. The court felt that the prosecution team grossly misled the jury in the original trial, which we talked about, especially as the secretors, regarding right. comparisons of blood and hair evidence found at the murder scene. The prosecution appealed the decision. And with the appeal pending, the defense team moved for a new trial on the grounds that a re-examination of the evidence showed what had initially been identified as abrasion on Karen's body were actually bite marks. Oh. A hearing took place at which time the defense presented evidence from an odontologist, excuse me, who yep. claimed the bite marks 
could not have been made by Stephen's teeth. Mm. And the motion for a new trial was actually denied. The prosecution brought the case back to the Supreme Court, where once again, the conviction reversal was upheld. However, the ruling allowed for a retrial. Interesting. And in, in preparation for this retrial, the prosecution attempted to bolster their case by submitting the physical evidence for PCR testing, which I feel like most people know what PCR is <laughs> now point, because yeah. of COVID. The analysis came back indicating that the semen found at the scene could not have possibly come from Stephen. Oh, my God. And, and although DNA tests had been performed on physical evidence in years prior, all had come back inconclusive. Technology had now evolved to the yeah. point where a definitive ruling was possible. And on July 16th, 1992, after realizing that the DNA evidence proved Stephen's innocence and Karen's rape, the prosecution dropped the murder charge. Oh, good. The lead... Pro- the lead, prosecutor, the lead prosecutor refused to state Stephen's innocence. Of course he did. Of course. Saying only that there was insufficient evidence to retry him for murder. Of course. Right, because there is be no evidence, by the way. It's not insufficient. There isn't any. It's also, as a prosecutor, if you're not holding innocent until proven guilty, yeah. you should not be. You are in contempt of the court, as far I as agree. I'm concerned. In total, Stephen served three years of his sentence and had been freed on bond for seven years. And on December 19th, 2002, Governor George Ryan pardoned Stephen, which entitled him to compensation for his wrongful conviction. Good. But what does this say about the dream? I mean, what I does know. this say about that? Is, I, it I mean, that? is it that it's a coincidence? Because we don't really have any other evidence to prove otherwise. And like, a yeah. beating is a beating. I mean, the tire iron is weird, but... I mean, yeah, that is weird. I mean, if I'm on the outside looking in, which of course I am... I might think that Stephen may have known something, may have seen something. Like you even, you know, you bring up the joke about, not the joke, but you mentioned me witnessing some some shooting a couple years ago, which I'll talk about another yeah. time. Allegedly. You know, yeah, exactly. Now, what if the police come to my door and I say I was dreaming that, you know? But in reality, I witnessed something from afar or I got some information somehow. I mean, it's hard to say what goes through someone's mind to describe everything like that, but... What's even weirder about this case is, like, in theory, based on the evidence that they did kind of have at the crime scene... Yeah. Stephen could have got... Stephen, who ultimately was freed... Yeah. If he never decided to come forth, if his friends were like, yeah, tell the police... Yeah. He might have saved, like, five years on his life. Like, yeah. that's what's so odd, which is why you always talk to lawyers first... Um, and in it's general, all, always talk to lawyers first. It's also interesting, too, because you almost think about the series of events that happened here. Would they have ever found the actual killer? Did they? By the way, we don't even know. Um, I actually I actually think in this research, didn't Megan write, this is the exact type of reason you don't talk to the cops? Yes. Like, yes, Megan yeah. did send that our way. It's so yeah, weird. Exactly. But let us know what you guys think about this episode. You can hit us up at J Thrasher at Carpe Darren. We're in the Facebook group. We're responding to you on Patreon if you're a Patreon listener. Um, Darren, let's get into some listener shout outs as we wrap up this week's episode. Um, yes. Okay. Let's do listener shout outs. Audrey in our Facebook group wrote, was heading to the mall. Oh, I love the mall. Was heading to the mall <laughs> and saw a semi truck with the brown sugar bourbon logo on it and immediately thought of John. Oh, that's so sweet. I was. You know what? I haven't had brown sugar bourbon in so long because I ran out of the bourbon and I need to go out and buy some because those we need to get you some more. brown sugar bourbon BSB. feels it feels like early um, pandemic, you know, like we were 
we were doing it in live streams and we were doing Instagram Agreed. lives and I was just getting drunk on that. So thank you, Audrey. And if you could, I think I mentioned, I was like, could you just bring the whole truck? I think I commented to her, like, just get the whole truck and bring it to me. That would be great. Yeah, exactly. Claudia exactly. posted a picture of her new dog, Jack, in our Facebook group. And we just wanted to say congrats on becoming, she says, a new mom again. Yeah. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. We love that. We love, a, we love an animal mom. Typically, um, we hope everyone stays on topic. But if it's animals, also on topic and we're fine. No, that's that. fine. Yep. That's fine. Um, and thank you to everyone who signed up for our Patreon. If you haven't yet, we really, really hope that you will. Of course, that always helps us. Yeah, your support keeps our show going for as little as $5 a month. And that's cheaper, Darren, than a cat butt tissue holder, which, by the way, you can mm -hmm. win if you sign up to our Patreon, apparently. We've given away two of those at this point. So. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That won't get you a cat butt tissue holder, <laughs> but it will get you our hearts. That's very true. And, something. and speaking of our hearts, we must give a special shout out to our producer, Megan. So if you're listening uh, somewhere in public, count down with us. One, two, three. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Ooh, I did the okay sign too. Did. That's creepy. Be Sorry. careful. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>